Good morning, Faith Life Church. It's so good to be with you again, and um, I'm really looking forward to be sharing uh, a message. You know, it's a two-part message on I Can See Clearly Now. It's all about revelation. It's all about you getting your breakthrough. So what we want to do within these two Sunday mornings is to show you the what is revelation and the power of revelation. And also just to put you in a position where you can start to receive. There's the difference between revelation and information. Information will tell you what it could be but revelation will make you experience it. Let me just share that with you again. When I get some information, it can tell me where I can be. It might tell me, even give me a description of a thing or of a place or of, a, of, of something that I need. But revelation will give me the product. It will actually give me the experience and then with the information. So you can have information without revelation, but you can never have transformation without revelation. As Christians, as born-again believers, we are living by revelation, not just by information. The world is flooded with information, but what we're after is more. I just want to share with you in book of Ephesians, in chapter 1, verse 3, he says, Pray all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with him in Christ. So Paul, the most prolific writer of the New Testament, starts off with this, is that we have already been blessed. We have been blessed with revelation. So the revelation is there, but there are times that we can't see it. And so what we want to do is I want you to get ready so that you can remove every non-biblical concept you have about God and receive revelation. I want to read you Psalm 18 verse 6 and out of the Passion Translation. It says this, And I cried out to you in my distress, that delivering God, and from your temple throne, you heard my trouble cry. My sobs came right into your heart and you turned your face to rescue me. So here we have God's given us a promise. He's, he's David and he says, I cried unto you and you responded. I want you to understand his amazing revelation is when you cry, God responds. So what we want to do in our first session is get you an understanding of revelation, but also get you in how you can move into that revelation. So what we want to do is this, is to you need to get ready to remove man-made ideas about God. Understanding this, we are starting from a premise that God has revealed himself. So now if we're not seeing clearly, that means something has gotten into the way. I want you to read to you Luke 11:52. Again, from the Passion Translation, and he says this, You are nothing but hopeless frauds. You are experts of religion. You have taken away from others the key that opens the door to the house of knowledge. Not only do you lock the door and refuse to enter, you do your best to keep others from the truth. Just let, let me just read that to you again because it's really powerful. Here's Jesus. He's talking to a bunch of religious people that have put obstacles in front of revelation. He says, you are nothing but hopeless frauds. You are you experts in religion. Notice he doesn't say experts in God. He says experts in religion. 
You take away from others the key that opens the door to the house of knowledge. So already you have this concept where there is a doorway into revelation. There is a place where you can go and receive. And it says, not only do you lock the door and refuse to enter, but you do your best to keep others from it. Here's something that's really interesting that I've realized in my time as being a pastor, as being a preacher, is that so many people have closed the door to others. My first recollection of this was I was in youth ministry and I was invited to go to a Christian school. It was an end of the year camp. So they wanted to have a Christian speaker. And one of the leaders of the organization of the camp was in one of my meetings way beforehand. And they made a recommendation for this Christian school to get me. So I'm, I get, a, I get a, a request form, you know, that says, hey, we would love you to have you preach. We're going to fly you over, do all of that. So I hop on a plane, we drive, we come to the campsite. But in my perception is this is a Christian college. So my perceiving is that they wanted God to move, that they wanted revelation. And so I, I walk in there and, I, and I'm with there and I start prophesying. And I prophesied to over this young lady and she lifted up her hands and started going backwards. And this was her. She started saying, how does he know about my life? How does he know how I'm feeling about God? How does he know? All of a sudden, this revelation was coming to her. We had a powerful move of God. Things were happening. And I, I finished the meeting thinking, hey, this is just really, really good. And I went back into my room. Well, that afternoon, the principal of the college came over. It was about a three to four hour drive to get to where I was. Came over, set me down and said, look, Pastor Ted, we don't want any of this. What we want you to do is just give us some really good information. Give us a make us a feel good message. Talk about dating, whatever you want. But we do not want the supernatural. And I went, wow. The first time it got me is that these kids were being ministered to. And he was, here's something that was amazing with it, was that they came up and said, we don't want any of this. But what happened was, is that the kids started coming to my door, knocking three to four groups, sometimes a group of 10, we go, let's walk down the beach. And they would say, can you teach us about God? Can you teach us about prayer? Can, you, can we have a breakthrough? Have you got a word of God for us? So what was happening is you had this system that was protecting these kids from the revelation of God. So you have this, you have this concept where there is a revelation of God, but it's there. So understand something about this. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, out of the Amplified Bible, it says this. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things which are revealed and disclosed belong to us and to our children forever, so that we may do all the words of the Lord. So God says there are secret things that belong to me. But the things that I reveal belong to you. So when we look at the word of God, it is revealed. And God says this, 
I give this revelation to you. It's to you for you. It's for your family. It's for your business. It's for your life. It's for your marriage. It's for your relationship. Because God says, the things that I have, some things belong to me. But the things that I give you belong to you. So when we talk about revelation and we talk about God, God says you're not asking for something that doesn't belong to you. So when you look at Deuteronomy 29, you transpose it with Ephesians 1.3 is that everything has already been given to you. So what the key then is this, is that why aren't we living it? Why aren't we living it? So the question arises is this, you can have two people in one church, they read the same Bible, they worship in the same worship services, they listen to the same messages, but you have two different results. So to me, it's always been a puzzle is that we read the same word, we sing the same songs, we watch the same video clips and great messages, yet somebody arises and goes, God has healed me. And the other one arises, oh, I don't think God wants to heal me. So for me, my thinking started to look at, well, if we're looking at the same word, so what's blocking it? So in yourself, when you look at where your situation is, whatever you're doing, you read the Word of God, and the Word of God says you can be healed, you can be blessed, you can have faith, you can have peace, you can have joy, and you don't have it. The question is no longer, does it belong to me? It's what is blocking the way? So when we start to understand the word revelation, the, the word revelation, when I, it seems like a a great word but the word revelation first appears in a phrase in the old testament and it is to roll away the stone so the word revelation comes from this saying this word says is to to roll something away i want you to draw your attention to genesis 29 verse 10 it's out of the niv version it says this when jacob saw rachel's daughter of his uncle Laban and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. The word there, rolled the stone away, is where we get our word revelation from. So the word revelation comes from the word is to roll the stone away. It is the same word that is used every Sabbath day in the Jewish community, which is a Saturday morning, they would come into, into the synagogue and they would pray. And then the priest or whoever is speaking reads the scripture. And what they would do, the ancient uh, scripture was always in scrolls. So what would happen was this, is that would give you the scroll and you would unroll it. The word to unroll the scroll means the word revelation. So when we have Jesus, when he was in Luke 4 and he got the scroll, he unrolled it, he revealed it. So the word revelation means something that is rolled up and needs to be rolled away. It also means is to uncover. So when we get the word reveal, it also comes from the word to roll the stone away. So we get this picture that the word revelation is to roll something away. So here's the key for us. That means that God has given us revelation and someone, some teaching has rolled an obstacle behind it. So that means to get revelation is to understand there is an answer for me, 
There is a reward for me. There is amazing blessings for me, but somebody has rolled the stone. The way you roll the stone for something is by giving different definitions to the God's great blessing. So some people do this, is that God gives us faith and somebody revolves the stone of works. And he says, but you've got to work for it. You've got to work for it. So when we are given the word, the word itself says it's the revelation, but our interpretation it's an obstacle. Somebody has moved something there. So the word revelation means is that something that is hidden and it needs to be rolled away. So the word revelation is a powerful word. But now here's something that's really, really absolutely amazed me. When I looked at this phrase in ancient Hebrew, so I, I, I looked at this and I went to the original Hebrew on this word to roll away the stone. What is really interesting in the text that it's written in, they put two letters in front of to roll the stone away. And these two letters are alpha or omega in Greek or alpha in Tel. So in these two words were not meant to be translated, but what they were meant to is interpret the words that are coming after. So the two words, well, sorry, the two letters that were put in front of the word revelation to roll away the stone were alpha, omega, the beginning and the end. Now have a look at Revelation chapter one, verse eight says this, I am the elf and the tab, the beginning, first letter and the second letter, says the Lord of God, who was and is and is to come in the Almighty. See, the word revelation, it is all about Jesus. It's all about his power. It's all about his goodness. And what happens is this, is when we start talking about the revelation, to reveal means that anytime you get a revelation, you will see Jesus. That is the most amazing concept that you touches your heart, blows your mind away. So the word there to reveal starts off that Jesus is the beginning of revelation. He's the end of revelation and he's everything in between revelation. So when we start talking about revelation, we're not talking about a set of words meant to mean something. We're talking about a person. We're talking about a life. We're talking about power. We're talking about the goodness of God. So it means that if I am after revelation, I am not after information. I am after a person. I am after God himself. So the word there is, is that God says, when you're covering something, you're also covering me. So you have people and you have books and you have things that roll over. In other words, is God says, I have come to give you life. And then somebody revolves a stone, but you can't have it now. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're not good enough. Maybe whatever it may be, is God is saying to you now, I am here to reveal things to you. I am here to move things to you. I remember being in a meeting and um, I was running late. And I, asked, I think it must have been about 11 o'clock when he finished. We were praying for people. This young couple came and they just said to me, Pastor Ted, um, we just want to make sure that we actually heard you right. And I said, oh, okay, what are we talking about here? And they said this, we've just gotten married. Um, we're completely broke. We ha haven't got any furniture. We haven't got anything. Are you saying that God wants to provide 
that he wants to provide for our needs. And I go, yes, I am. They said, we've never heard it before because we've been Christian all of our lives. So I, so I sat down with him and I said, look, every time there was a need, God provided, God provided. But he was the stone. The stone I had to roll around was this, is that Jesus is interested in your heavenly destiny. He's not after. He's not interested in how you live your life on earth. In other words, he says you need to be clean. You need to be holy. But God's not interested in things. God is not interested in things. So when you start to go, somebody's rolled the stone. Let me give you another one where the stone has been rolled around. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Here's what's really interesting. He said, most of the time when that teaching has come out, is that don't seek after things, just seek after God, seek after God. And the, the, the interesting thing to me, the, the people that I saw that were seeking after God always had lack. So to me it was a whole lot. But then I realized what was the stone? The Bible says this, when you roll away the stone from that scripture, you get this. If you seek God first and his standing, all the things that you are working for, striving for, will be added to you. So he wasn't saying that God is not interested in things. What he's saying is, is that you don't get things by doing it this way. What happens is things will be added when you start to seek God, when you start to put God first. It's rolling away the stone. So the word revelation means to roll the stone away. So now just have a look at where your situation is. What are you struggling with? What is it that is a blockage in your life? So that you could, you could have a a blockage of not feeling the presence of God. You could have a blockage that you haven't got peace. You're scared about tomorrow. You, you get a blockage in relationship thinking, I don't know how this relationship can be restored. You might have a blockage of provision. You're not, you're thinking, look at the climate now that, you know, the economy is dropping. This is happening. We, we, we don't understand that. But the word of God, the powerful word of God says this, is roll away the stone. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the prayer. We need to go in afterwards. We need to go to the Word. And what happens is this revelation removes the stone. Look, look I, the best way I can explain this is the R moment. It's the time that you're sitting in the presence of God, that you're in the presence of God and go, I get it. I get it. I get it. See, one of the stones that has been put on revelation is this word information. That means I need to understand it before I receive it. I need to understand it. Now, be absolutely blunt with you this morning, is this, I never understood salvation till I got saved. See, the revelation was it that I heard this information and I made a great decision. What it was, my spirit got exposed to a supernatural event. It got exposed to to a person. And then when I receive the person, I, then I also receive the information about the person. So revelation never flips it around. See, most people feel that if I had more information, then I would have greater revelation. That is not scripture. So let me, let me, I've got so much that I want to share with you. That's why we're doing it on two parts. Think about this way. Go all the way back to Egypt. 
They never, the people never understood. There was no great teaching about the power of the Lamb. All it was is that they had a revelation that when the blood is applied to the door and they walk through, they would be safe. They never understood it until afterwards. Isn't it, wasn't it interesting? Now just, just watch this. Is they first received the revelation and then at Mount Sinai, they received the word. So they had an experience with God and then they received it. But what's happened over time is that there have been events that have happened and people have put the stone. You see, but well, God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. Isn't it interesting that if one person comes to church and he steps out and it doesn't happen, he makes a statement, well, that's God's will for me. So sometimes what we do, the stone can happen is because we expected something and it didn't happen. So we think now, well, that is the norm. But what we need to do is to move forward and to do this. I believe in the written word of God. I believe in the power of God. And I am going to remove the stone. So here's where I believe we need to be as a church, as an individual, is to cry out to our God. Cry out to God. God, I want to remove every stumbling block. I want to remove everything that doesn't belong to you. What I want to do, and see, is the key now, understand this. I'm not asking God, God give me more revelation. What I'm asking God, there is a blockage that is stopping me seeing you. There is a blockage of information. Maybe you haven't being in a church that's full of faith. Maybe you, you, you've been in a church where it's all about works. So what you do now is you get yourself under the Holy Ghost. You get yourself in a Bible-believing church. You get yourself under the influence of worship. You get yourself under the influence of the Holy Spirit and go, Holy Spirit, remove the stone. See, when I'm asking for revelation, it's not that God is hiding it. It already belongs to me, but I can't see it. And so what happens is I read the word, I get into prayer and all of a sudden it clicks, it clicks, it clicks. I've shared this before, but let me show you how powerful this is. And I've shared it with our church before. I was, I was doing a three sessions um, in a, a church in Queensland over three consecutive nights. And what was the every night I talked about the power of God to heal, the power of God to heal, the power of God to heal, the power of God to heal. And then on the last night at the end, this young lady came and she goes, oh, Pastor Ted, I just want to let you know, I've had a miraculous touch of God during the meeting. And he says, my pain in my body is gone. I am feeling absolutely great. So, so we started talking and I said, so tell me your story. Well, she goes, I went into uh, another nation and I caught a disease. And when I got back to Australia, I was in pain, but they couldn't identify the disease. So there was no, there was no cure for it because we didn't know what it was. All I was, I was under pain management. And so we started talking and she said to me this, I never believed that God wanted to heal me. So the, the whole concept was, she said, I know that God heals revelation but I don't know whether he wants to do it for me, the stone. And she goes, every night when you spoke, a certain stone got removed. There was a revelation. I removed one stone, one stone, one stone. And he says, during halfway through your message tonight, 
it dawned on me that I saw that Jesus had died for me. I saw that he has already healed me and all I needed to do was to receive it. And she goes, I did that. And while I was seated, all my pain went. I felt the presence of God. I am 100% healed. So what, what happened? The revelation was there, but all these stones were put in. All these stones were put in. It is interesting. You go to some bookstores, especially the ones that sell Christian books, and right next to each other, you have these books. God heals. No, God doesn't heal. Sometimes he heals. Yes, he does heal, but it's going to be in another time. So all of these things come up in the stones. I want to encourage you to take a bold step. Take a step of faith. Take a step of victory and go, okay, what I'm going to do from today onward with the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. I am going to start to roll the stones away, roll the stones away. Let, let, let me give you one stone that is absolutely prevalent. I, I remember being in a church of about 2,000 people and I asked this question, how many of you after you repent still feel guilty and you still feel condemnation? Well, to my, uh, I, I, went, I, I wasn't expecting a lot of hands, but about 85 to 90 percent of the church put their hand up and they said, Hey, we still feeling condemned. And I remember thinking to myself, and th this is how most of this come, came about. I'm realizing, but hold on, the, the revelation is this is that Jesus took away my sin, He took away my punishment, He died so that I could be free. So that is the revelation. But people have moved the stone up and says, yes, but you need to still commit this. You still need to do this. You still need to do that. So they never accepted the full revelation of God. So today, when you remember, what is revelation? Revelation is talking about a person. And when you meet up the person, you get an experience. You just don't get information. And see, what happens is, what is revelation? As we're coming in for a landing. Revelation is when I move away the stone, guess who I'm going to see? I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see his love. I'm going to see his passion. See, revelation is not that I'm secure. I am I'm hiding information. Information is hidden. It's not the information that's hidden. It's the person of Jesus Christ that's hidden. When you meet Jesus, he answers all of your questions. He answers everything. Let me show you this in the book of Job. You have the book of Job. Job He's got all these answers and he's got, I'm going to ask God this, I'm going to ask God that. He's got all of these questions, I'm going to ask God, I'm going to ask God. Then the stone gets rolled away, he meets God. And God says, Job, I've got questions, you got questions for me? Come on, let's talk. And Job, when he meets God, guess what happens? All of the information he wanted, he says, no, no, no. I got it, I got it because I met you. The greatest revelation is this. Everything that you need is wrapped up in a person called Jesus. So when he says to roll away the stone is to see Jesus. Is to see him and his loving kindness, his love for you, his mercy for you. The biggest revelation you need 
is the revelation of Jesus, of his revelation of his love for you, that he loves you, that he cares for you. Remember, what is revelation? Revelation is to roll the stone away. That means any arguments, God rolls away. See, when I meet Jesus, he rolls away every argument, every mistake, every disappointment. See, stones can be disappointments. They can be so many things. But when you get to the point of going, how do I get free? What well, I need to see Jesus. And revelation is this. I unroll the thing before me so that I can see Jesus. And when I see Jesus, my heart changes and then I catch up. Uh, so many times I've heard this over and over again. Jesus touched me and I go, what happened? He goes, well, I don't know. All I know is things have changed. Things have changed. There are people that I have met that God touches them and they look physically different. People go up to them, what's changed in your life? What's changed in your life? You don't have to explain it, but people can see it because see, when you meet a person, everything changes. That's why we're not talking about a religion. We're not talking about do's and don'ts. We are talking about a real person. We're talking about a Jesus that loves you, that he died for you, that feels, that understands. And everything else is coming to clog up, clog up, clog up. Uh, why don't we step out into something absolutely brand new this morning and go, God, expose to me every stone that's being rolled up. There are stones that I have put in place. There are stones that people have put in place. But what we're going to do is we're going to review Jesus. In every situation, the answer is Jesus. You are sick. The answer is Jesus. You need provision. The answer is Jesus. You need peace. The answer is Jesus. You need hope. The answer is Jesus. You need redemption. Answer is Jesus. You want to get rid of condemnation. Answer is Jesus. You, you want to get ahead in life. The answer is Jesus. You, you want to have prosperity. The answer is Jesus. You want to have a you want to be able to bless people. The answer is Jesus. You want to be able to be a giver. The answer is Jesus. See, the biggest revelation of all. The answer is Jesus. Jesus says it like this, like we were talking about in uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. He's the first and he's the last and he's everything in between. So the beauty with this is when you receive Jesus, you get everything. Come, it doesn't get any better. I know that you could be there saying, Ted, this is too good to be true. It, it can't be that good, nor can it be this simple. I'm here to tell you it is that powerful. The reason being is this. In our children's church, we have kids praying for kids and seeing them healed. It's not because they've got great information, but they've met a person. A child can meet a person. You know what that means that you can go to a nation where the literacy could be 99.9%, but you're not giving them information, you're giving them a person. And they can experience the same thing that an educated person does. See, what this does, it makes an even playing field for everybody. That means you might not be able to have so much information. You might not have access to books. You might not have access to great teaching. You might not even have access to a great church. But that is not a disadvantage because when when you have revelation, it bypasses every stumbling block, every negativity. So you're uneducated, you can't read, but you can still receive the God of love. You can still receive your healing. You might not have a great church where you experience great worship, but you can be in your room and still experience the same thing as a great worship service. See, when you receive Jesus, 
you not only just receive eternal life, you receive Him. You receive from A to Z and everything in between. So here's the good news. Let's roll away the stone. Let's, by the power of the Holy Spirit, roll away every stone. Because revelation means I can see Jesus. I can see Jesus. And if I can see him, I can experience it. If I can experience him, then my whole life and my lineage changes. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray that we as a individuals right now, we have the stone rolled away. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now that stones are being moved. God, we're rolling away the stones. Father, like Mary said, I don't know who's going to roll away the stones so that we can see we can see Jesus, but an angel did it. So Father, I just really want to thank you that right now that we are entering an amazing season of stones being rolled away. Father, stones that rolled away that has kept us condemned. Stones that have kept us in guilt. Stones that have kept us by works. Stones that have kept us not believing that we can be healed and delivered and set free. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that we enter a spirit of revelation. And revelation is when we see you. You are the beginning and you are the end and you are everything in between. And Father, I just thank you as we have read that I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So Father, right now, I pray that we would go on a journey that we will take the stone away from every blessing, every experience and to live a life of fullness. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. I, I, I'm just praying for you that during this week that you would go in and whatever your obstacle is, pray the prayer. Father, I want to remove the stone. Hey, I look forward to seeing you next week for part two.